video podcast. <laughs> Who better? I'm your king of bad taste. <laughs> well, kiddies, with that, here's your hosts to put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 183 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with my Hollywood homeboy, the Metal Master, the the Abominable Snowgrizz. The Abominable Snowgrizz. I think like that's like my favorite. I think that's the favorite thing I've ever called myself. Honestly, yeah. I'm not gonna name myself because we all know the whole like uh, nickname taboo. Yeah, but Can't Abominable Snowgrizz is. Pretty fucking phenomenal. <laughs> now, here's a question. When you put on your winter jacket and you're getting ready to go out, do you tuck your beard into your jacket or do you leave it out? Oh, God, no. got to... Dude, I let that whole... that That's like the warmer right there. Did you let that fucker out? Let the wind catch it? Let it know who's boss? You know? The snow's afraid so, of the beard, so if you have it <laughs> out, it, it knows what's up. Here's something that I didn't know existed until I received one for Christmas this year. It's a neck warmer. So it looks like a, a big headband almost, and you pull it down like all the way to your neck. So instead of wearing a scarf, you wear this thing, and it fits like right inside your sweatshirt. So like you don't, it like just bridges that. Yeah. Is, is this like a? <laughs> all right, so remember those like fucking lame ass shorts everybody wore in the fucking nineties? They had like the zip off like oh yes pant oh, legs on. I had those. I had this, those. Of course, everybody they were fucking douchebags. So like <laughs> this kind of reminds me of that. Like this is like a zip off turtleneck sweater that you're basically rocking. It looks nothing like a turtleneck. Like if you didn't know I had it on, it would just look like I had like a fucking um, like a like a hoodie on or something. It looks I, like that. I'm unrecognizable out there, dude. Like, yeah, I got the fucking coveralls, and then I have this like, uh, it's like a, a hat face cover combo thing. It's like an all wool fucking thing that goes over my head, so it looked like a fucking snow ninja out there. <sighs> Only thing showing is like my eyes, dude. It's fucking dope. If I gotta get some goggles, that's the next. That's the next move. Dude. I'm, I'm gonna get some fucking dope ass like ski goggles. I'm gonna be out there all day. Unstoppable. I'm, I'm sitting here shaking my head vigorously. That if to all our bad taste mutants out there, whatever the fuck you are, get a pair of snow goggles for when it fucking snows. Get a cheap pair on Amazon. It's worth it. It's I don't great. know why I haven't done this. It's the, I don't the know most the, the fucking smartest thing I could think of, honestly. But if we were truly metal grizz, we would be out there in leather pants and a cutoff t-shirt and that brings us to our movie this week the 1989 1988 depending on where you live in the world metal more hard rock ish i guess oh, yeah this is, this is right? hard rock this is rocking yeah. i like that yeah 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 but we watched the 1988 slash 89 Ernest Kegstand, uh, classic Griswoldo the Great's uh, favorite or one of his favorite metal hard rock movies. I have so many favorites. Black Roses. Yes. I, That's way that too like metal. The, That's way yeah, too metal for yeah. this movie. I don't know. I Black feel like some roses. of the roses. <laughs> it's probably like more like. It. I feel like though, like some of the monsters in this movie may have made that noise. So I don't know. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's a good balance. I like that. So this movie is probably one of the more, I'm going to say professional 
of these movies when it comes to the soundtrack, right? Like it's way more, um, I guess, uh, I don't know. It's, it's not like generic music. Like there was actually like something going Some on jams, there. dude. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <clears throat> I think that's true, man. And like, I specifically love when there's like music that's made for the movie. Like, you know, the, the movie has like a, you know, a lot of movies have soundtracks and shit, but when like. Oh, this is a. These are songs made for a band in a movie. Like that shit is usually like really fucking fun to listen to. Yeah, I wish there was uh, like more out there that it's like, oh, this band's like fucking Slayer, but the movie's actually from 1986 or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, there's none of these bands are legitimately like heavy fucking bands. And at that point, like there was a that subgenre was there. It was oh, possible. You could, you could get some heavy shit. 88, 89, there was plenty of of the underground death metal happening. Uh, first wave black metal was in full fucking swing, dude. Like, oh, there's yeah, options dude. out there. I wonder why nobody did it. it, is, it is it just because, like, it, it wasn't as marketable as something like this? Oh, I think that's, yeah. I mean, because I think we're looking at, looking back at it now, we have, like, you know, hindsight being 2020 and how popular death metal, you know, how popular black metal has now become. So it's like, why would nobody do that when you have first wave fucking black metal bands? You have all these up and coming, you know, death metal bands in the beginning. And it's like, well, that's because it was the beginning. And like, so like when you think about it in, in that respect, the, the fucking fan base had to be pretty small. You're not selling to like a huge audience if you're doing a, yeah. a death metal movie in 1988. I mean, yeah. you're selling to some hardcores, which is which is dope. But if you're selling movies that you want to make money on, you're going with something like Black Roses, where it's got the hair metal, it's got the fucking leather pants and shit, dude. Like that's it's still marketable in '88. Yeah, 1988. That music is still relevant, I would say. Right? Like, well, I mean, the big band of '88 is like what Guns and Roses, right? That's like that's really the most popular, in my opinion. I think Guns and Roses. That's like the height of their popularity is is '88, maybe '89. So, and this kind of feels like where it's like, oh, it's not hair metal, but it's, it's rock and roll fucking metal kind of thing. And I think that's, that's where this falls. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that whole sentiment where it's like, if you're gonna make some sort of music movie in a, in like the rock or metal genre, like you have to do it where it would interest maybe at least half the people that see the advertisement where if it's literally, you know, 1988 underground fucking black metal you're listening to all this fucking shit it's like the average person is gonna just be like this is fucking horrible like the I three outcasts at school are gonna go watch that fucking movie and nobody yeah. else yeah it's like first of all good luck finding yeah. that shit on your own especially if you're not in like a major city somewhere like good fucking luck that's a, so, yeah, dude finding it alone like that's and I think that's kind of like the fun thing that's lost in, in music and what got people so, uh, I think, maybe more involved in, in in bands and shit like that now. There's still fans out there that, you know, there's bands that have fandoms. But, like, when you were a fan in, let's say, 19, 1990 even, of death metal, you had to fucking put in work to, to find new music. It wasn't like, oh, let me fucking go on YouTube and see what they suggest. <laughs> like, you had to, like, go on to fucking, like, Websites, not websites, but like tape zines and shit like that, and like go to like try to find like tape traders and like underground magazines and shit like that for for new resources because there wasn't just like 
all these pages you could go to with different fucking opinions and shit like that. I think that in itself was a, a cool dynamic of, of music fandom that's completely lost is like yeah. the dedication to finding new music. Well, that's also like VHS collecting and, you know, originally watching VHS tapes and stuff when we were younger, there was no place to like, oh, let me Google if this movie's good. Let me Google the 10 best fucking horror movies of 1980. Yeah. There was nothing there. You had a, you know, we got it secondhand through people, older, you know, older siblings, Word friends, friends, older siblings, things like that. Word of mouth. Yeah. Like, you know, magazines, we had Fangoria and all that shit. Remember when we were younger, magazines were way bigger than they are now. You know what I mean? Like you were buying skateboard magazines. You were buying fucking horror movie magazines, whatever you were, dude, baseball card magazines or whatever the fuck you were into. You were buying these things at that time. Oh, magazine shelves were huge, dude. I remember going to the stores and they were massive. But the only problem is like you buy that Fangoria. It's like, first of all, at that age, you weren't ordering anything out of the back. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you weren't. There, there was just no way. And uh, and most of the time, the ones that I had were used. They were old. What am I gonna go fucking try to mail away for something that that's five, six years old? Yeah, like, dude. All on. my Fangorias were handed down, secondhand, bought at yard sales. None of them were like bought from a store. All old. And then, and then if like these movies aren't mentioned in the magazine itself there's no article about it this or that you're fucked you're going to the video store just walking down the aisle and just being like oh this looks cool or looking at the back and being like oh this seems interesting and as we find out uh you know in most of these uh movies it's not as good as the artwork right i think just like the way you know things cost back then compared to now and stuff like that like when you went and bought a record or you went and bought a movie like a movie was going to cost you fucking $80 for a VHS tape. So yeah. it's like you really were taking a chance on this thing. So if you went and you bought a tape for $80, you were going to fucking watch it. Good, of bad, course. or indifferent. You were going to watch this fucking movie, dude. Yeah, you were going to wear Where that it's shit like out. The culture now is like, oh, I started this movie on YouTube and it fucking sucks. I'm turning it off five minutes in. There's none of that back then, dude. No. You worked hard for You're that stuck. fucking money. You spent a lot of money. You're yeah. going to watch fucking April Fool's Day on VHS, even though it oh. fucking sucks, because oh, you fucking spent the money on it. I mean, that's how yeah. it goes. It's like, what are you going to do? Like, it's Friday night. You got, like, your girlfriend over or whatever. You got your friends over, and the movie just absolutely sucks Blows. 10 minutes in. 15 minutes in it's getting worse 20 minutes in it's even worse guess what you have no fucking choice because you got fucking 13 channels on the tv yeah you better and, start ragging uh, on it with your friends and make the best of it because that's yeah, all you're yeah. gonna get yeah it's like there's only so many times you can watch friday the 13th part three and four that you have on fucking vhs already <laughs> we got like jason takes manhattan taped off tv it's like yeah that's gonna fly over well for the 15th time <laughs> but uh you know it's Everything just, I guess, when you have to work for it, it's just a little bit more special. And I feel like our when this movie right. came out, yeah, and like <laughs> when this movie came out in our younger years, pre-internet, or at least pre-internet as we know it, you know, you, you had to work for it. And when you found a good one, it was like a real treasure. And I really wish I would have found this movie when I was fucking nine years old or some shit. I would have loved it. My parents would have hated it because all the boobies in this, but, oh, you course. know. But I mean, even, dude, even us in our, our younger generation, when we were blessed with the internet, 
We still had to fucking work for it. We were ruining our parents' computers using fucking peer-to-peer <laughs> share programs like LimeWire and BearShare, getting every fucking virus known to man just so we could watch bootlegged fucking horror movies. Stupid shit. Yeah. So uh, we paid for it one way or the other. It's so funny, man. Uh, that's how I learned how to like fucking really work on computers is through ruining the family computer and redoing it. <laughs> so something that I found incredibly interesting about this movie before, obviously we get into the actual plot and everything. So uh, this movie black roses is on the tail end of the eighties, like metal or whatever, um, like horror wave so black roses directed by john fasano right does that name sound familiar to you just off the well, top of your head yeah absolutely because i'm familiar with other heavy metal uh, rock and roll movies so uh, this guy just this was his thing this was like his fucking niche in the uh the mid to late 80s this guy also directed Rock and Roll Nightmare and Zombie Nightmare. Now, those are some pretty solid uh, metal movies, right? Or at least in the, I, I don't know, Zombie Nightmare, really that fucking, that's not really a metal movie, but. Eh, but Rock and Roll Nightmare, oh, very yes, much so. But something that also made, uh, made me kind of, kind of laugh this fucking guy wrote the screenplay for Darkness Falls. Really? Yeah, now, that I did not know. Movie. Yeah, Pretty I did cool. not know that. Interesting. Wrote, he wrote, also wrote Universal Soldier: The Return. Oh my God! Really? Yeah. Oh, another forty-eight hours too. This guy was fucking—he's killing it, man. Jeez. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Mr. Fasano, my man. <laughs> I like that uh, he also, because at the same time period he did, so like he, okay, this is interesting. So like this guy kind of had like this, uh, I just kind of put this all together right now, This the way of working in the 80s, where he did rock and roll nightmare and zombie nightmare very close together. So like he probably used a lot of production crew to, to, to do the two movies together. Now at the same time, he went ahead in the late 80s and he did this movie, Black Roses, back to back using pretty much the exact same cast with the movies the jitters are you familiar with that movie i've seen the tape cover i've never watched it dude ridiculous movie about like this old chinese vampire and shit like that really fucking funny i actually recommend the jitters it's, it's a really good watch really okay. it's right. it's pretty much the entire cast of this movie in a different That's fucking so movie at the same time so the dude knew how to save a few dollars and being like I got the money to make a movie. Let's fucking make two right now instead of one. Uh, is uh, Vincent Pastor in the jitters also? Fucking big pussy. Uh, the, the big puss does not make a, a <laughs> jitters cameo, unfortunately. That would have been great. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so uh, let's hit the trailer to this and let's get in to some black roses. Let's make blood city. It was the kind of place where nothing much ever happened. But the nightmare of every parent in town has just arrived. The disciples of the devil 
are invading our town and threatening to steal our children away from us. Turn up the power! Now here comes the biggest thing to hit Mill Basin ever, and they try to stop it. They don't understand what a great honor this is. They didn't have to pick Mill Basin for their first concert. I don't suppose there's any real harm to them. I haven't heard this song on their album before. Once their fears are laid to rest, the stage is set, the message given, the virus of evil turned loose. Take care of your old stepdad, don't you? Yes, I do. Oh, Where have you been? I told you not to go out tonight. Did you go and see that show after I told you not to? I love you, Dad. Why do we have to study all these dead writers? I mean, there's a poet alive today who writes rings around him. Damien. I'm tired of living in the past. I'm living now. I said I want you to write. brought you a present. My black flowers of evil. What in the hell is going on here? Flowers will ignite the flame of death. Get that man! What you do with my kids, you son of a bitch? Your kids. You had your chance. Now they're mine. Everything your parents ever told you about rock and roll just might be true. Black Roses, the hottest band this side of hell. Black Roses. Black Roses. 
Now, this movie is streaming multiple places, right? It's on Shudder also. I do have uh, the wonderful Imperial Entertainment um, 3D cover. VHS. It's a little beat up. A little it's beat nice. up, but... No, it's good. I, you know what pisses me off about those fucking 3D covers? It's how they how sit on the shelf. That, and they oh, that fuck they... up the way they sit on your shelf, dude, because every other tape next to it's got to like sit a little bit of space, and it looks like a weird gap on your shelf can't handle have, that shit dude i have all mine like on the top like facing out like on top of the shelf so go. like so they, it looks right. it's like this one and metamorphosis bleeders all that shit it's the only way yeah i can't i can't put them in the shelf i'm too afraid that they're gonna get even more damaged than they Crushed. already are even though my metamorphosis pretty fucking good man yeah it's pretty it's good pretty sharp i'm gonna grab that in a second just so i remember us speaking about like Oh, I'm going to get it working so you could hear like that fucking 80s, 90s toy noise. Hell yeah. You and, got it working? Uh, I got it, baby. I the fixed man. it. I put some new batteries in it. The wizard. So, uh, so Grizz Black Roses, man. This band comes to a small town to raise some hell. Yeah, I, I, I love the, the whole idea of this movie. It and like okay, so this movie is a big fuck you to Nancy Reagan. That's exactly what this movie is, because this is fresh off the fucking the tales of like the whole uh, trial PMRC where she's yeah all that bullshit where she's like ah oh, fucking drugs are bad and rock and roll is gonna fucking make your kid worship Satan and shit. So like this movie really is a fuck you to that because it's about a dark, a heavy metal band that worships Satan that comes to a small town and turns all of the kids against the parents and just turns them into fucking like, you know, criminals and shit. It's it's awesome. And there's I even a character that is like a direct representation of Nancy Reagan who is like the bitchy mom who's like, "I don't want these fucking bands playing in my town and blah 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 who's at like the pto and stuff she even looks like nancy reagan yeah so every time yes. i watch it i'm just like fuck yeah this is such an awesome play i like that they do the whole thing though like oh it's probably not so bad like okay like it's just music whatever but it really is yeah. like leading to fucking delinquency and shit <laughs> you remember the beatles tommy's fucking kid grew his hair out we thought <laughs> we're gonna run him out of town it's like what and, and the dad's like yeah 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 it's like imagine it's so funny oh my god i always think about that like the the stupid ass haircuts or the stupid ass shit that i wore like my dad was probably so fucking disappointed in me. Like, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, dude, we definitely disappointed the like, shit out of our parents man. growing up. I can like, only least, imagine. My dad's probably like, at least he's over six foot. Yeah, <laughs> he's a fucking shit house. That's a good. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> he can carry the bags of cement for me. <laughs> the only thing he's good for. <laughs> I uh, I love the way this this movie opens. It's so it, it's like probably the perfect opening for a movie, in my opinion. Oh my god, yes. It's just like a whole rock and roll band of of creatures and like really good, you know, special effects makeup. The whole band, each member has their own like kind of unique character that's like a zombie monster thing and they're rocking out and it's fucking Lizzie Borden playing me against the world and I'm sold. I'm so in for the ride at that point, man. I just like that they reference it later on in the movie. Maybe not even later on. Well, like a, like a quarter of the way through the movie, 
the guy Damien is talking to our like lead teacher, our protagonist of the movie, yeah, Matthew, uh, Matthew Morehouse. Morehouse. Ooh, that sounds like <laughs> a, it would be the haunted house on the end of the block. Better a like fucking name. yeah. Ooh, that's a, he looks like dude. He looks like Tom <laughs> that Selleck. Stash. Yeah, you could. Yeah, he's a, a good looking guy. Selleck born like parody dude for sure. I love that like strong mustachioed uh, look from that time period, dude. Like I, the dude from uh, Prince of Darkness, he's wearing yes. that polo. He's all fucking like you can tell he hits the weights, right? Very, very Tom Atkins too. Like it's, it's very it's a it's a very power stash, dude. We should bring it back. I'm I'm almost in. Like I'm I'm almost there. I'm ready to do every so often. Stash. You You've do. Seen me. You've seen me. I have me with seen it. you with the powers that, and it's dude. And every time I'm intimidated, I'm like, "Fuck!" So I, I think it's. I think it's. It's. There's something to it. It might be because I'm also wearing a Jesse Ventura Predator jungle hat. <laughs> yeah, that does help. And you got a fucking Bowie knife in your teeth, so <laughs> that gives it a little bit of an edge. But uh, they referenced the first show by saying, "Like, yeah, this is." Uh, you know, we're gonna we're we're figuring we're gonna kind of practice before we go on the road, test everything out. Uh, this is gonna be our first time really playing out. And then he's like, "Well, we had one other show, but it didn't go that well." Yeah, and like that's supposed <laughs> wink, to be wink. the big be- yeah, that's the beginning of the movie. You know, you kind of see it without any co- any context to really know what's going on. Just mayhem. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like these monster demons playing this awesome fucking music right it's so it's cool so and then and, the second scene is is mike himself rolling into town lit lambo oh with all the God. fucking sports cars come dude. the band comes rolling in i'm like oh dude that's so fucking badass i guarantee you that those cars belong to somebody that was in the black roses band yeah 100 <laughs> percent. yeah yeah it's fucking uh carmine that's his name <laughs> Carmine, Carmine Apice? Yeah, that's Car- Carmine Apice. <laughs> Carmine, I think, I think it's a a PC. I don't know. I think how it's it. I think it's Carmine Apice. Carmine Apice. I don't know, but I know Either he way. played drums for Ozzy. That's about it. Dude, and that and was that, even before I listened to the Laser Graves episode on Black Roses. I knew that. There you go. He's, uh, I believe he. I'm not gonna say he's a local guy well like formerly uh formerly local to me but oh like for long some island reason area? he was i think he has something to do with long island i don't I know be his stupid stupid winery dogs band i guess he's the <laughs> no, was that him i don't know that might have been somebody else i I'm just like you know there's another ozzy connection here too because i i personally i'm like a big lizzie borden fan there's a couple albums in particular uh, this one though that me against the world is on is really good visual lies and i think i like it out of all of their shit because of the fact that it's the only one that has fucking uh what's his name uh joe holmes on guitar from fucking ozzy like joe holmes played with ozzy forever man and like joe holmes even took fucking guitar lessons from randy rhodes back in the day when randy rhodes was alive so like you hear so much of that influence and Joe's guitar playing. And this album is just so fucking on point with that guitar work. I wish it was John Holmes playing guitar. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't be playing the guitar. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He'd be playing, but he wouldn't be using the pick. That's for sure. So the band Black Roses is going to play this town. And they're not exactly like the main characters of the movie they're the main driving force behind everything but really it's focusing on the kids that go to this fucking high school and like how they're turning into these like possessed demon like 
uh, minions, black roses, if you will. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like a weird setup because really our, our, we have like, like two antagonists in a way because it's, it's the black roses band, you know, and Damien, or I guess you could call him Damien and his band, you know, they're the main antagonist of this movie. Um, and then you have the kids who are also becoming that. But then you also have Matthew Morehouse, who is the only protagonist in a sense of this movie, who's working against the two groups. And the kids are like kind of in the middle because there's points where they're like, they're kind of swaying to the band's side. Like they're being, you know, converted to the evil. So it's like a buildup because there is, there is a lot of cases where like, you know, Morehouse, the teacher is like having these major confrontations with different kids as these kids are being like drawn to the dark side by Damien and shit. (laughs) Very similar to trick or treat. If you think about it. Oh yeah. There's a lot of similarities. I like Ragman starts getting like more and more like evil, I guess as Sammy Kerr starts coming to him more and more. And he starts like interacting with him more. And it's a similar thing where they keep playing these concerts and the more the kids go, you know, the, the, the worse they gets. get. Yeah. <laughs> and I love, I love that it. progression, dude. Like watching the kids get like more and more hectic and like turning on their parents and then eventually killing their parents and shit. Yeah. Dude, I'm like, fuck yeah, this is cool as fuck, dude. Like, cause it's a good, it's a good progression. Like it's believable. It's like, yeah, the first day after the first concert, they're all just kind of like zoned out, not interested in school, not interested in anything their parents being are saying. Like, yeah, being like standoffish to everybody. Like, oh, fuck you old people. Like, but they're not like criminals yet. But then no. after the second and after Edgy. the third, it's just like fucking build up and build up to straight like we're killing people and we're going to go to see the fucking Black Roses tonight and it's going to be awesome. Like that's yeah, that's the cool thing about this movie. You, you see them like starting to beat people up. Like first it starts like you, you see in fights at the school and all shit. Bro. And then it turns. <laughs> time out. You, yes. Bro, time the fuck can... out. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Speaking of Please. fights at the school. Please. And, and, I've seen some fights at school, and I've seen lots of videos of other fights at schools. And in all of these videos, I have never seen one student fucking full body press another yeah. student over their head like yeah. a fucking like Lex Luger. Yeah. <laughs> fucking throws him. I was like, what the fuck kind over of fight the crowd. is this? He threw yeah, him over, over the, the crowd. crowd. Of people. <laughs> and they're like two skinny fucking kids. They're not like, he's not I, Lex no, Luger I think he was by pre- any I think he was pretty big. I, mean, I think he was buff, a perfect dude. dude. But I mean, we're talking about, uh, what's his name here? Fucking Tony Bua, whose IMD picture is just him doing the <laughs> sucky dick face. Like, that's this dude's <laughs> legacy is him on IMDB with the fucking tongue in his cheek like he's fucking sucking a knob. I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, dude. Poor guy. Oh, my God. Everybody go look that up. Yeah. Everybody type in Tony B-U-A on IMDb and enjoy that fucking picture. <laughs> looks, like, looks like our buddy Chase in fucking 1986. <laughs> That's oh, what he would have been Jesus. doing. Sorry, buddy. Dude. Yeah, but the, the progression of these kids is really awesome. Because when they start killing the parrots, it gets really crazy. Like, the one seduces, like, the fucking girl's, like, what was that? The girl's, like, dad or some yeah, shit. Yeah, strip, strip gin. A, yeah, it gives him a fucking heart attack. He dies. 
fucking the other one blows his dad's brains out like all crazy Yo, shit franks was franks was heavy like because like the other ones are like oh you know like he had a heart attack like that's not fucking you know heavy and shit but yo, Frank comes out of his bedroom looking like possessed and like the lighting and everything was just really like kind of ominous and shit. And he just has this like revolver that he just pulls up and then you just see the blood splatter after like the fucking Multiple bags. shots. Yeah. And Multiple I was like, shots. bro, I don't see that coming in this movie. Like me neither. This that, that's out of left field for this movie. It, it feels completely like, whoa, yeah, I loved it, though. Big pussy gets eaten by the fucking record monster and sucked <laughs> into the goddamn uh, speaker. And there's like no blood or anything during that. No. Like you don't see him getting all fucked up. There's more nudity than violence in this movie. Amen. But <laughs> what am I? Okay. So like, I know this is something that we've talked about before in other movies. And it's something that I love in horror movies and that I look for whenever I see one, I try to make a note of it. And it's posters in bedrooms in horror movies. Oh, I and, didn't notice them in this one. Dude, I, I got a good little list here of some sweet-ass posters that this Let's Frank kid has. Real? Real? Real posters, yeah. Slumber Party Massacre. He's got the Shit. fucking one sheet. He's got a badass Lizzie Borden poster because he's got a fucking new representing that. And over his bed, he's got the original Dawn of the Dead one sheet. Damn. Fucking super Legit. cool. I Legit. love movies where I can see old horror posters. Because it's just like a shout out to what they're into. And I, I kind of dig that. What movie do you think has the best like horror poster shot? I could think of one right off the top of my head. I love Kingdom of the Vampire. I was just going to say, that's it, dude. <laughs> it's so good, right? His bedroom. Because it's like, what's what my bedroom would be like at that time period, man. It's yeah. fucking awesome. That like original Dead Next Door fucking poster oh, that he has that up and shit. Damn. Yeah, that Damn. is definitely the the one I he has because he has the Evil Dead poster, which is like my favorite fucking image. That Evil Dead skull, so I immediately think of that dude. So awesome! I wish I wish everybody would just fucking go and watch that movie, please. We we speak about it all the time. It's if you haven't flick. watched that movie yet, like please go buy go, the Blu-ray. It. It's like nine bucks on Makeaflix, dude. Support the shit out of that company. They fucking kill it. Everybody should support J.R. Bookwalter because he a he answers any dumbass question that you may have for him. He is very, a very patient man, a very kind man. <laughs> right? Yeah, plus our homies at Future Video are, are putting stuff out through that company now too, and he does a bunch of work with with uh, Bookwalter. Yo, definitely fucking be buying those Blu-rays. They're doing a great yeah. job on them. They put in Christmas cards with your orders around the holidays yeah. signed by <laughs> the whole family. I love it, man. Dude, forever Tempe Video will be my favorite goddamn uh, distributor ever. Seriously. There's no other one that I can think of that could like really like take that from like take that number one spot from me. Yeah, like, they, do a, they do a great job consistently. I think that's what it was with Tempe is that it's just like hit after hit. There's, I mean, there is one or two snoozers that I'm not a huge fan of, but man, the majority of that catalog is great work. I got a second Tempe, uh, temp, I'm saying it multiple ways now, I have to listen to your fucking <laughs> Buffalo accent. I got my second <laughs> copy of the Night of the Living Dead documentary, the anniversary documentary that Tempe did. Oh, yeah. I, I... I picked that up for somebody. I, I owed one to somebody. But I gotta say, man, I'm pretty good at hunting these fucking doubles down in the in the uh, the wilderness out there and all that shit. I love it. I love Sneaking it. Sneaking by the uh, the masses to get the deals, dude. It took me so long to fucking find one, and then all of a sudden I find another one like within a year after. 
Isn't that crazy how that happens? Pretty sweet, because that's something that I had never seen before either until you got it. So it's 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 cool. It's cool. It's really Shows how rare some stuff is. Hey man, I have like those uh the how-to Halloween makeup VHS tapes that were released <laughs> yeah, by fucking dude. Tempe. Good luck, bro. That's great. Yeah. I mean, those come up every so often, but some, you know, I feel like people don't realize that those are Tempe releases, so they don't pick them up, you know, which I, I didn't know they were Tempe, honestly. So yeah. See, you gotta, you gotta look up, uh, you know, those old, well, also I gotta say, I found out about Tempe video when I was in high school. Cause I started picking up like, I got the dead next door and then you start looking into shit and then all of a sudden you're finding all this other fucking stuff. But one thing I got to say is that they have the best offshoot brands of like, I'm not talking about cinema home video. I'm talking about like their subsidiaries fucking, would you say besides maybe burning moon, like those subsidiaries of Tempe, Tempe, I can see now I'm fucking, I can't say it without thinking about it. You think, do you think those subsidiaries are the best? Yeah, I mean, but I, I, I love Burning Moon, but brain damage and all that shit doesn't hold a candle to what what fucking, you know, Book Walter did with Tempe. It's just not the same. Crazy. Fucking crazy. And uh, this Black Roses release, you know, it's, in, it's that 3D slipcase. I wish more people would do that. Well, I don't know why. I guess you know production. It's expensive to do. What are the what do they call that? Blow, blow mold something? or something. Is like that considered? I, I don't know. Vacuform. Vacuform. I think it's vacuform. Blow something my like mold. That. Fucking. <laughs> what would you consider to be? Out of all the different like you know deaths in this movie, like what was your absolute favorite death? My absolute favorite death. I'm not gonna say the the gunshot. That's that's cheating. Oh no, yeah, I get that. Yeah, we mentioned that. I would have to say my favorite. <laughs> I I do like when uh, what's that T- Tony when he hits his mom with the car. Oh my god, dude! She takes that bump. That is the fucking funniest. That was awesome, dude. Fucking thing. I told you that you're not going out tonight when you were at that concert. He just, he just puts his throws in reverse. And, just, you know, <laughs> and, and she gets hit. And it like launches her body like it's a fucking like earnest movie. Yeah, it's you know very I mean? it's like a very a, comedy fucking hit, dude. Which I, honestly I liked it. It it, it sold the shit. moment. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Uh, I mean, there's there's some like great you know iconic scenes, but I think a really underrated kill scene in this movie is um, when the, uh, the the love interest of the teacher, well, not really like the love interest of her, but like the main chicky poo of the movie, fucking Priscilla, um, she's like showing up and like her crush because she has a crush on the teacher Matthew Morehouse, yeah. he has a girlfriend and shit, and she shows up in the backseat of his girlfriend's car, oh. pops up with the fucking the hunter's knife. And slits her throat from behind. I love that scene, dude. I love a classic, like, I'm in your backseat, I'm in the shower kind of a fucking thing, that jump scare. And it works dude, so well for that scene. Her her dad after that, her dad's the mayor, right? So Oh yeah. That he calls fucking Matthew and he's and he's like, the the car, the car, like it burst into flames. She's gone. My baby's gone. She fucking set now, it on fire. <laughs> yeah. Now, now a thing, something that kind of made me go, hmm, I don't think I've ever done that. Matthew doesn't even respond to that. He just hangs up. 
Yeah, he I know. Even said, like, Sorry, he doesn't man, say or anything. Shit. He just fucking hangs up. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> that cracked me up. I love responses to things like that because it's so They're unrealistic. unrealistic. Like, he would never do that. No Imagine way. like I'm calling to tell you that my child just died and you just hang up on me. You don't even say anything. No response. Like you Good don't Lord. give a shit. You're making eggs. You're yes. an egg sandwich. You don't give I'm a too fuck. busy for that shit. Sorry. I got too much on my mind right now. <laughs> oh, I, I, I fucking love that. I do love, obviously, Booby Monster. It, it's oh the Booby Monster battle, dude. It's the making of the movie. Uh, Matthew Morehouse turns into fucking Jim Cornette, and he's beating that ass with a fucking tennis racket <laughs> for a little while. And he, unfortunately, he didn't have the lucky horseshoe inside of it, so it wasn't doing the damage that it needed to do. No, no, but man, no. the, the fucking battle is epic, and just the fact that they went, they went like. There's so many different things they could have done with this scene, but the fact that they had the chick turn into the monster while still having her tits out is you the love it. fucking funniest play <laughs> ever. It. Like, it's the weirdest direction to go in, and I'm so happy they did it because it's perfect, dude. It's hilarious. One thing that they probably shouldn't have did is, uh, like, they should have maybe made the scene a little darker because <laughs> at some points, like, you see, like... It, <laughs> It looks like it's like a Ken or a Barbie doll's head on like a mannequin oh, yeah. body. You oh, can see yeah. the seam. Like instead of your neck going into your chin, it's just like neck, black, like space, <laughs> and then like a head. I and you see a giant funny. seam up the back of the head too, like over top of it, like where it's all put together. But, <laughs> but I don't give what? a fuck. I love well, it. It's great. That's the whole thing that the movie's so entertaining to me. That you don't even notice shit like that. Like, oh, you don't even notice that, like, you don't see anybody really get fucked up in the movie. Like, do one of the most violent scenes is the mom getting hit with a car. Yeah. And there's no blood, right? Like, she's just fucking dead. That's it. The professor it's, gets thrown out the window fucking yeah. by the one chick and stuff. It's just yeah. like, but there's no blood. He lands in a fucking pickup truck, so you don't even see the, the, the impact. This movie starts turning into like class of 1984. Like, at the oh, end, yeah. like, yeah, they're just like starting that. to, like, they, they don't give a fuck anymore. But now here's a question. Does everybody get arrested at the end? Or do they just kind of let him go? They don't give a shit. Like, oh, don't know. Yeah, they don't wrap that up, do they? Yeah. No. Like, oh, that silly band. They came in here and caused some havoc, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. They didn't even, <laughs> they didn't even realize that the band was like evil. You don't even hear that the band was burned alive or anything. You just get like a newscast that like they're playing a show six months later at MSG. <laughs> Which I love that. I love that like. You know, because it, it, it like the whole conclusion thing is Morehouse shows up at the final concert and there's a huge battle, which is awesome because there's a guy in a rubber fucking suit who looks amazing as dude and the demon battle between a guy in a rubber suit. Oh, it looks my. like my dog. Yeah, it, it does. It, it really fucking does, dude. It's crazy. It looks like a French bulldog. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. <laughs> and like, so like they're fucking going at it. And anytime it, it, it looks so like 1950s fucking monster movie yeah, at, at certain yeah, points yeah. dude and i love that about Attack it of the monster from mars oh man in a fucking <laughs> suit just waving his arms it's fucking awesome and but the whole thing is like you know morehouse covers him in gas and throws some fucking road flares on him and shit so the band supposedly burns but he's he thinks i did the good deed i killed that fucking evil band and then you see the news the newsreel that the band's playing six months later at Madison Square Garden sold out and fucking Damien's going to be able to take over all these kids in the biggest city in the world, man. And I, I thought that was great. I think it's a cool you, ending. You know, what my favorite like news stinger, I guess you could say is of any movie of all time, because this is like a trope. This is a thing that's in like multiple movies. Oh, and it's one of your favorites. 
well, one of my true, like this, it's not a newscast per se, but like one of my favorite ones is from Chillers. The vampire newscaster when like F, when she's like about to die, like he's on the fucking he's on the fucking TV. Yes. Oh my god, that's fucking awesome. Another movie that everybody has to go back and listen to our episode and then watch the movie. Chillers is really good. Oh, dude, and like it's kind of like a main part of this movie, but it's the actual only good part of this movie is the fucking howling ending with the newscast where she does the transformation on on TV. Yep. That's the only good part of that fucking movie, and it's amazing. Like the whole movie's worth watching and sitting through just to see that ending because it's so powerful. So newscast and TV or movies is a really cool thing you've done right. Do you know my? Do you know my absolute? I just thought of my absolute, absolute favorite one. Number one. All right, let's lay it. Lay it on us. Give us the number one newscast and horror movies for you. The ending of Zombie. How could that not be your number Dude, one? It's like your favorite is, fucking movie, and it's got a newscast in it. And by yeah. default, it has to They're be coming your number in. one. <laughs> and it's hectic, and it's believable. And that's what I like about that one. It's not like a goof. It's fucking like, yo, like that. It's like, well, the shit. whole thing about that one is it's like, well, it's similar to this, where it's like, oh, you you, you thought you survived some fucking hellish, like, hellish situation somewhere. Okay, we're home. Let's turn the radio on. Maybe there's something, you know, to relax a little relax. bit. Relax, yeah. <laughs> and you hear that the fucking zombies have taken over Manhattan. It's like, ah, god damn it. And then you see him on the Brooklyn Bridge. I love that. I love the one from Chillers, and I really like this one too. This one is probably right below Chillers because it's like, well, that's it. They're going to fucking infect a whole sold out Madison Square Garden over the course of a couple days. And uh, that's it. They're, the world's fucked. Holy fuck, dude. How did I not know this? So Priscilla is Lou Ferrigno's wife. Her really? fucking name is Carla Ferrigno. And she's been married to Lou Ferrigno since 1980. Holy wow. fuck, dude. How did they know that? crazy. Dude, this movie really is fucking awesome. Literally just does not stop. With the fucking gold, man. What's Dude, up with that? It's got a Ferrigno in it. How the fuck could you go wrong? Now you're going to go look at like everybody's thing. Dude, you got Lou Ferrigno's wife. You got fucking Big <laughs> Pussy. You got fucking Ozzy's drummer. You got fucking well, the, cool the guy making the fucking blowjob face on that IMDb. Guy, uh, Frank, yeah, the blowjob face guy, honestly, Tony Boa, that's the fucking winner of the show. <laughs> Can but we get this, him on the show? This Frank Dietz dude, like he's doing like cool shit now, dude. He was like... He wrote episodes for that new creep show uh, in 2021 there that they just came out with. He's like a writer for that and stuff. So he's still fucking doing cool shit. You fucking kidding me? Yeah, this Frank Dietz, the dude that played fucking uh, what the hell is his dumbass name? The, the the angsty teen Johnny, you know, fucking I'm so angsty. Uh. <laughs> fucking shut up, Johnny, bitch. Man, I, I just want to smack when Johnny can... around a little bit in this movie, dude. He's such a little angsty fucker. I like when you could go through like the cast of these movies and be and just be like, "How the fuck did you end up there? Yeah, how did you end up doing that? <laughs> what the fuck?" Well, the problem too is that this Johnny character, who's supposed to be this teenager in high school, looks like he's fucking thirty-four years old and like works a night true. shift at a fucking union electrician company or some shit dude <laughs> he looks ridiculous in this movie I'm like this is not believable what movie has the worst casting when it comes to age oh god 
Man, there's a there's a lot in the eighties. I mean, pick one in the eighties, and that's it's gonna be that's for sure. <laughs> it's gonna be that's hits, fucking so. for sure. But there's dude, there's like some of them you'll watch, and you'll be like, oh, like yeah, like they're supposed to be like in college maybe, and then you look, it's like no, they're supposed to be in high school. Like isn't Slumber Party Massacre supposed to be high school kids? They all look like they're <sighs> fucking married, dude. Uh, like a great example of an like well not newer but like dude you look at fucking like freddy versus jason and shit like that all those all those kids look like they're fucking college kids honestly any of like any of the classics most of those kids don't look like kids in any of the fucking nightmares and any of the the friday the 13th unless it's an actual kid yeah then it looks like a fucking kid but like and that's a kind of a thing too like i don't know if it was just like a weird like thing to put more children like actual teenagers in fucking horror movies, but why not? I feel like that'd be more believable than putting thirty fucking eight year old Frank Diaz as Johnny Pratt doing Probably fucking West Side fucking bullshit <laughs> musical moves in the street. Dude, dude sucks. Well, likes bumping and grinding. Did you see him in this movie, dude? He's dude, like, you're fucking it. doing a musical in this fucking movie when he was being all like, I'm mad at the world, baby. I'm going to uh. paint the town red. Watch <laughs> me grind, baby. Dude, he's such a fucker. Oh, Johnny. <laughs> I, I think it's just kind of, I guess it's harder to find people to like play these roles that are like actually of age. You know they what I mean? Like, off. He, yeah, we're going to find a 16 year old or 17 year old to play these characters. Plus, yeah. then you can't have nudity in the movie. Yeah, that's you know true. I mean? they're, like, not, they're not gonna be showing those those boobs if they're fucking yeah. underage. That's a problem. Unless you're yeah. Tracy Lords, and then you're gonna get away with it for a few years. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, I I just the casting in this movie it reminded me almost of uh, like the Breakfast Club. Oh yeah. Where it's like, oh no, like you're all supposed to be like high school kids, and it's like, no way. You kind of look a little too old, but just barely too old. Yeah, Yeah, it's passable in some areas. It ain't like Savage Harvest. Half that fucking crowd looks like they're (laughs) fucking forty years old. Um, so Grizz, Black Roses, man. Give me, give me like your final thoughts on this. Just sum everything up about this fucking movie for these people. I mean. for me, Black Roses is about uh, the song "Me Against the World." It's a fucking awesome song. It's it. This this movie's really about the opening two minutes of this movie because that's what has sold me on it from the first time I've saw it, and it's what fucking sells me on it every time I see it. Watching the Demon Band play that song, the song is so good. The band looks really great. It's it's just an epic way to get into a rock and roll horror movie. And I think that's what uh, I think that's what they all need. They just need to fucking kick the throttle open and show you what it's all about. Yeah, to me, this movie is more fun than like a trick or treat. It's more light, I, I like lighthearted. I guess there's comedy in it. It really could have been a trauma movie. Also, I know we say that a lot, but like this era trauma, like I would I would believe it. Um, it would probably be better because it'd be a little bit more ramped up. In the, yeah, the yeah, gore, like gore right? Silly the juice factor. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's still worth watching. It's a hundred percent worth watching with a group of people. This movie oh, would yeah. like you crack open a few beers and fucking watch this thing, and you'll, uh, you know, you'll have a real good time because it's any fucking of, ridiculous. Any of your metalhead friends that you know are into fucking horror movies and heavy metal and all that shit who have never seen this. 
Get a six pack. Get a well, fuck. They're, they're heavy metal friends. Get a fucking thirty pack. Bring them over to the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put yeah. this movie on because they're going to love it. Every time I've showed this to any of my metal friends who haven't seen it, they're like, "Bro, that's the best fucking movie I've ever." Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, how metalheads talk. That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of ernie kegstan's favorites right I that's exactly he really, how he sounds so that's why yeah, he loves us we tried to get him on but uh you know he had he, he had he other obligations us. yeah he's yeah well you can't blame him man yeah. you can't blame him who the fuck wants to be on this shit i know he's got so, you know fame that he has to worry about <laughs> fame <laughs> he's he's doing real shit not like us <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's head over to the video dropbox to see what we're doing next week Okay, we're back in the video Dropbox to see what movie is going to round out our metal month. Grizz, you brought this one up. I was like, you know what? Let's do it. I think this movie may have a fan base, hopefully. Not too sure. <laughs> Maybe I, don't, it's I just really me. don't know. <laughs> well, no, I've heard only positive things about this movie. Now, I told you that I've seen this, but it was probably when it first came out on video. I have not seen it since. I do not remember anything about it. I vaguely remember uh, what D. Snyder looks like in this movie. Hint, hint. Uh, this next movie that we will be watching is going to be quite interesting. Right, Chris? Yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of this movie. And it's, it's, I think it's, a, it's an interesting choice to round out uh, Metal Horror Month because it's, it's definitely not what I think most people would think of when they think, oh, rock and roll and, and horror and all this shit. But it's, like you said, it's it's starring somebody that uh, looks uh, very familiar to anybody who knows rock and roll. And uh, it, it feels very metal because of the subject matter and just the vibe and the dark fucking, you know, energy that this movie gives off. Yep, we will be watching the 1998 semi, I guess I'll say semi-forgotten. Uh, I think so, yeah. Semi-forgotten. Uh, I don't even know what the hell you want to call this. Strange Land. Now, I have seriously, like no joke, have never heard anybody say this movie sucks. I, I have it. Dude, I it doesn't. It. This movie is uh, this movie's so fucking good. And like but, you just but, said, it's it's but, forgotten. But I've also never had anybody bring this movie up to me. Like, <laughs> oh dude, you ever you know what I mean? Like, oh you ever watch this? It's pretty good. So we're really going 50-50 at it with me. I don't remember it. Let's hit the trailer and we'll talk a little bit more about it. Here we go. In this small town. Check this guy out. On this quiet street. Now we can talk to him one-on-one. -on -one. An unspeakable evil is stalking the net. What kind of name is Captain Howdy? He found a series of symmetrically placed puncture wounds. He's tortured. Welcome to my world, detective. Pain is a 
personal experience. Oh, God, please don't let this be happening. My badge is a forever. My badge represents the law. I'll kill him. Trust me. That's better. There's nowhere to run. Daddy! There's no place to hide. Find me. He's got this town wired. Gotta love this technology. Kevin Gage. Ready to come in? Elizabeth Pena. What have you done with my daughter? Robert Englund. Somebody's gotta take that boy out. Dee Snyder. So much flesh, so little time. The hunt has begun. Wanna play ball, Scarecrow? <laughs> Strange Land. Grizz, I gotta say, I'm really excited to do this one. I can't wait. It's a little bit different, like you said, than what people probably would have would have expected us to do. Maybe you thought we were gonna do death metal zombies. Maybe you thought we were gonna do hard rock zombies. Maybe next time. Maybe next. But time. this time we're going with some quiet riot. Uh, Twenty years later, almost. Nah, eh, yeah, now like ten years later. Uh I'm I'm pumped, man. I'm sorry. I just like watching these movies from like the late '90s that I it's really don't remember. Yeah, I really period, don't remember dude. them. I'm watching them as an adult now instead of a fucking kid that only watched Friday the Thirteenth or like Dawn of the Dead or some shit. I'm really genuinely uh, excited for this one. I now, hope I, I like it. I will be giving a full disclaimer: we will not be watching the VHS version of this movie. The VHS cut of this is a rated R version, and the DVD release is an unrated version, which amps up things just a little bit more. So that is the uh, the cut that we're going to be watching. And yeah. this is the movie that really made me think twice about D. Snyder, man. Like, maybe he's not so bad. Yeah, like, I'm like, the dude from the dragon, the Twisted Sister fucking thing, like, did this? Because this is dark this is fucking heavy so like this was when i really started to take d snyder a little bit more serious in my life i had a friend that moved out east for me like right after high school and he's like hey man you want to see where d snyder lives like absolutely <laughs> hell yeah dude <laughs> so and, and we just we passed his house all the time my friend would honk his horn rah, 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 hey and, motherfucker <laughs> yeah yeah but apparently he's like super cool since so this i don't i have not googled this guy in a while i don't right. i don't keep current on this shit so if he's like an asshole fucking you we don't know, know about on douche like i don't yeah. know but <laughs> from what i remember he was a cool guy. His son was in a band. He would come see his fucking son play. He would like awesome. get up on stage and like fucking play a song with his son and stuff. And this Hell was yeah. like in VFW halls and stuff. So he's not, you know, a douchebag where he's like, oh no, I'm too good for that. So Strange Land, you could see he's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit out there. He's always giving me that vibe though. He never came off like a douchebag, you know? Like he did the the Nancy Reagan thing that we talked about earlier. Yeah. He came off looking like a fucking G. In those fucking True trials, dude. Yeah. True New Yorker, man. So, like, I got I got respect for this motherfucker. I don't even yeah. want to look up what's current, because I'll probably be fucking disappointed. <laughs> All your idols fucking suck now. Remember that, folks. Dude, that's fucking for sure, right? <laughs> now, well, also, uh, isn't Come On, Feel the, uh, Come On, Feel the Noise? Uh, is that Quiet Riot? Yeah, that's Quiet Riot, right? think so yeah, yeah come yeah, on yeah it's quite the, right yeah yeah isn't that also spelled c-u-m come on feel the noise <laughs> yeah, i think probably, it is dude yeah. I, i'm 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 100 sure that that's what it is i like that 
So we, we will be uh, feeling coming on <laughs> feeling the noise. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, We're doing with, something next week, folks. Strange lad. <laughs> I hope next week when you turn that fucking camera on so I can see you got a fucking gimp mask on and like a ball gag in. I would have had the power mustache. That's it. <laughs> That's going to be big. I have no shirt on, completely shaved, no eyebrows or anything except for my fucking mustache. That's going to be it. Fuck it. So, this guy at my gym I deal with all the time. <laughs> freaks me out. So, uh, yeah, next week, Strangeland. Now, before we wrap things up, I said I was going to pull out this piece of magic. Mr. Grizz, my uh, special dude. metamorphosis. I've been saying uh, I have this. I, pu- I put the batteries in. It is fresh, been, bro. Dude, you've been dying to hear this noise from the uh, 90s or 80s dude, or whenever. Lay this it, shit I, on me. Here it is. Ah, yes. <laughs> Look at this thing. The eyes going. Do you remember how many toys made this I, noise? I was it? just going to say that, dude. So many fucking toys played that goddamn sound. It was always like a witch or like a fucking yeah. bat or something. The witch would shake when you went by it. It would fucking play that sound, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I love it. I, that's just going to be Memories. our new intro. Just that, that fucking noise. Just that sound. <laughs> Oh my, you just gave me, you gave me an idea. You gave me a fucking idea. All right, Grizz, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me over on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video and you can find everything we do at badtastevideo.com. I also want to say if you want a more, I guess, fact-based, more fact-based approach to a Black Roses podcast episode, check out uh, the Laser Graves podcast. They did a really good job with their Black Roses one. Um, we, we're more so, you know, we hang loose. We let yeah, it rip. We're going to shoot they, the shit. Yeah, they, they do a lot of research, and they put a lot of work into their stuff. So go check them out. All right. Yeah, so we'll see you next week with Strangeland. Strangeland.